Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Conversations with a Socially Starved Extrovert. I'm Riley, your host, and I'm jumping in real quick before the episode starts to give you a little bit of information. First off, going forward, I want to have an upload schedule of every Saturday a new episode will come out. This one is probably going to be uploaded Friday night, but only because I don't have a lot of time tomorrow. Um, but futuristically, every single Saturday, every single week, we'll have a new episode airing. Secondly, this episode does have major spoilers for Queen of Blood. Um, if you don't want to get spoiled, please go read the book and then come back and listen to the episode and listen to our conversation about it. It also has some minor spoilers for the first episode of Jujutsu Kaisen. You have been warned. Now let's get on with the episode. Alright everyone, welcome to episode 2 of Conversations with a Socially Starved Extrovert. Um, today I've got my friend Ruben with me. Um, Ruben, if you want to introduce yourself, just tell us a little about you. Hi, I'm Ruben. I'm an adult now, which is terrifying. <laughs> uh, I am uh, 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 currently a high school senior, and I uh, am not an extrovert because I am very introverted. Um, but also socially deprived. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? What this is about, we're, we're communicating with each other, connecting, connecting to each other with stories. And I believe there's a story that you are itching to talk about. Um, before we get to that, I... I... So Queen of... Ah. Um, I just, I I'm going to... So, <laughs> so I have a clip here of me selling Ruben on Queen of Blood. I happened to record that. So I'm going to play that here. So we'll just finished, or a few days ago, I finished reading this book called Queen of Blood. I've already given it to one of our friends. I gave it to Amelia already, one of our friends. Um, and she's reading it, hopefully. Um, it was amazing. I pretty much read it in one sitting. I was hooked. It's brilliant. Ruben, you, you got to read this book. It has... I'm... So... What were you going to say? I don't know. I'm... I don't know. I mean, like, I, I've been stumped in recently my, in my reading capabilities, which sucks, because, like, I remember, I'm so jealous of my middle school yep, self, because I remember going through, like, five books per week, and I was like, okay, cool, that's, this is nothing. I can read this while walking to the bus. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, give me more. Yeah, exactly. I totally lost that, but I think this book has reignited that passion for me, because what it did, and, and if you don't know this about me, our, our, our faithful listeners, <laughs> Ruben knows this. I am hopelessly romantic to, to, the, to the utmost degree. And I love nothing better than like a really good love story. And this book had a shit love story. Like the, the love story subplot was awful. And I still love it to death because of all the other things that going on. Um, the world building was insane and incredible and really, really cool. Um, the, the, the characters weren't super in depth but the story was plot driven enough that that like that didn't detract from it at all um and just just things kept like happening the happen. plot made the stories more than like the stories made them like so like the the plot made the story more than like the the, the yes actually did and and there was such a urgency that's the wrong word but the story had such good pacing like we'd go through nine years worth of stuff in, in so a lot of it time jumps but i didn't feel like i missed anything i felt like i was kept story so it's the book's called queen of blood it's by sarah um, beth thirst 
And the, the general premise is that the, the world is kept alive. Make the, the flow. And they just have this the desire to create. At the same time, because humans kind of re represent order and, and this creation that they don't like, desire to kill all humans. The thing that prevents them from doing that is the queen of this nation who has complete or relatively complete control of these spirits and keeps them from killing everyone. Um, there's political intrigue. Why does she keep them from killing? Is, is the... yeah. Sorry, quick question. Is the queen human? The queen's human, yeah, yeah. A, a the queen's spirit? human. And, and I... Why does she... She's like... Okay. Yeah. That yeah. Sense, so, though. so females throughout the the kingdom often have this affinity for the spirits, aren't able to control them to an extent. But the queen is given specific powers by the spirits themselves, um, because they acknowledge that they need something to keep them in check. Um, uh, not that they're necessarily intelligent enough to 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 have that complex of a thought. They more of have like uh, it's described as like uh, the 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 way that birds migrate. Like they have that survival instinct in a similar way. The spirits have the instinct to to gift upon the queen these powers. Um, is able to control them. But you you follow our main our main our main heroine um, as she she develops this affinity for these spirits and is able to control them and like goes into an academy. And it's really really cool because in the span of one book you get the um an academy arc you get a a training arc you get all of these components like 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 harry potter type saga of of events um and you keep up and by the end of the book we, we've gotten to a place that i don't want to spoil or even near but what i found out recently is the author she wrote the second book in this series first that was the story she wanted to write and her editor was like what if you made a book one that was the backstory to all of this so the book i just read which i think is amazing and people really really need to read a prequel was just the prequel technically it was book one but it wasn't even the story the author necessarily wanted to tell tell so i just can't wait to get my hands on the second book jesus christ yeah. JK Rowling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's 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 really really good. So I definitely suggest that. Um, uh, and I think we we can continue this conversation at a some more uh, later, Ruben. But I should probably dip out. But Queen of Blood, amazing. Okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. I basically, have nothing on my yeah. reading list. Um, yeah. Huh, okay. Cool. I I'm so trying to. I'm so really with the fact that it was a a prequel. Like. That's a power move right there. That's all yeah, and say. literally in the end notes. So I finished because I was like, I need more. Um, and and it goes, and thank you so much for my editor who read my original draft and was like, what if this is book two and you write a book one that's um, the main character's backstory? And I was like, are you telling me that this book is not even so wasn't even the story that the author wanted to tell, and that this just was like a chore she had to do to actually good book? Are you kidding? And I was, I was blown away. I was like, Congratulations, yeah. you just played. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm so excited to get my hands on the next one. So hopefully you just listened to, to that recording of me selling, selling Ruben. I like it so much. Ruben, having finished the book, what are your thoughts? Do a little bit of spoiler-free talking about it, and then we'll get into some spoilers. Go ahead. The actual audacity of okay, first of all, I'm still like rolling over the fact that this is a fucking prologue. Like, <laughs> you cannot, you cannot write a story with literally. I I can't I can't talk about this, but you cannot write a story with literally half the things that are happening in it, and then just say 
this isn't even the beginning because things are going to get worse. Like, half of the <laughs> issues that she talks about, especially pertaining to, um, uh, I can't pronounce it, Delania? Delania, like, yeah. Delania, I can't. Delania, like, half the issues pertaining to Delania and the fact that, like, she's not that powerful and also the fact that, like, the bullshit that happened in the final chapters, I was just like, what? I... There, How can I mean, it get worse from here? How? Yep. Like really how? I honestly I'm I I I think that I think that one spirit isn't dead, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I think that it was a trick. Okay. Because it doesn't seem it doesn't Okay, but seem like God. It's a good book, but goddamn. Yeah. So I guess would you suggest people reading it? Do you think she people should read Queen oh, of Blood? Oh yeah. What? I would, yeah, I would, I would suggest people read Queen of Blood. It has a great story. It has great characters um, yep. because they're they're all relatable, but they're not also like pompous with some people to the point where it's like, ooh, I don't know if I hate this person. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing too is you can't clearly hate a person because of a trait that they have, and right. I think that that's slightly refreshing at least because, like, um, for example, take Ven. The man is a simp. Um. Like, I, I'd be the first one to admit it. I honestly don't feel too bad for some of his actions because I feel like he could have seen them coming, but he didn't choose to because he uh, was crushing over Farah. Right. And understandable, but it also sucks because it's like, buddy, open your eyes. Right, totally. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, go read Queen of Blood, come back, and listen to our... our- Phil discussion that we're gonna have now. Um, so go go do that real quick. Come back, Ruben. the The last chapter. Let's mm-hmm. hear it. I okay, bro. I don't. I they. She literally said, "You know, how about we kill every other candidate so that she so that Delania uh, Delania can can become um the queen." Because <laughs> I, I think we talked about this. It yep. makes that it. It sucks that it makes sense that that's the only way she would have become queen because in no other reality would she have been chosen. Like she, right. she's she's the most she's the weakest link between all the all the heirs, and I don't even think mm-hmm. it's, it's between all the heirs between literally every other person with the affinity. Yeah, she is the weakest link, and yeah. so the fact that like yeah, a lot of them probably did have to die, but I don't think. I mean, I personally don't think all of them would necessarily have needed to die. Um, oh, okay. I, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I, I think it was like the, I think it was the only way to do it meaningfully. You know, like I feel like otherwise yeah. it would have felt cheated if like she somehow just like they chose her because they never would have. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the thing. It, it is. It does make it a little bit more meaningful because now I, and I just literally just thought about this. She has to carry the weight of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Was much more capable. Right. Furthermore, oh she has no heirs. She has become queen and has no heirs. She has no line. She has no backup. It's she is the mm-hmm. only thing, the only thing protecting the country right now from from just chaos. And and it's not even just the spirits in general. Because here's, here's the thing I, I I realized is that they said killing the spirits is bad because they in some fashion do rely on them to survive. Right. But the issue is. Um, what does the impact of killing that owl woman have? Because she had a whole entire legion of spirits. Right. Was there something connected with her too that could potentially affect the um, the country itself? 
And then that doesn't even go to mention the fact that like, I still really believe that she's probably not fully gone. There's probably some impact of her death that's still there. But then yeah. also, like, um, can we just, I'm, I'm going to take a moment. Can we just, like, I feel like Farah could have died a little bit better. <laughs> I was so like, upset. I was so upset. They figured it out. Ben got it. Like, it was the happy, the best way things could have gone. And then the fucking owl person. I just, I can't deal. Like, she just pulled a, pulled a, uh. I just, that, I feel like this Farah could have gone off in a really cool way. Yeah. At least gone off with, the, with like, the understanding that this was probably going to be the best way in any in any regards anyways unless she tried to stop if she tried to stop which here's the thing how would she because right um, because the other question is too once she drinks that uh our woman's like blood yep. um, is there something like inherently tied to to that contract being made like it's all unanswered questions that we probably won't ever get now unless a the owl spirit gets back or b farah just you know decides not to die right um, which I don't think is gonna happen. Um, oh god, my headphones are gonna die. What up? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's just really, really interesting too because um, I think that Farah was by was my favorite character throughout pretty much the whole thing. And yeah, seeing her go out like that, kind of with a uh, with a not really with a bang at all, um, was kind of tough. But I think I think it's also was was meaningful in a way because it just goes to show how much of a blip these queens can truly be, you know. God, you know what I want to I want to figure out is and I know you you told me not to look at the the title for the second book and I haven't because I'm still like processing everything. Um, and right. Also, um, fun fact: if I, I think for anyone who's who's listening, um, I <laughs> I. I think Amelia got the book like what a month in advance before I did, and I finished it in two weeks. Yep, yep. That's it's it, it, it captures you really well, especially since like, it really does. Especially with what you explained about like time skip is that it like at least the time skips. Um, it makes right. sense because it doesn't feel like such a huge passage of passage of time has passed. Like I think I don't. I I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I don't think I needed a whole entire exp- like I don't think I needed Harry Potter levels of this is what happened in the first year of school the second year of school right this is what it wasn't necessary these, like it's not necessary and I like that um, but yeah. then I also got to the conflict much more quicker and that's the other thing is there the conflict was just the fact that people are terrified of losing things especially the queen Farah is terrified right. of dying and being unuseful. Yeah. Which is which is such a human thing. I think that's what was brilliant about it. Is Farah was this larger than life character that had really human, like normal emotions and fears, and that was excellent. It was brilliant. Um, and on the time skips, here's the, what I loved about them is because we got these these almost snippets, like these vignettes of 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 her time at the academy. It didn't feel like I lost any of that. I feel like I confidently could go and write seven books that were every single one of her years at the academy. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything, any any events. I feel like it was well set up enough and well put together, and I know the know the characters well enough that like I could go back and write that, you know. Yeah, no, and I think and I think that that's a uh, that's one of the strengths of the book itself is that you don't need too much of like an understanding of what happened during the in between periods to understand that things have changed for the uh, characters. Like for example, Ven. Um, 
you the when we first met him oh, like this the second chapter or so when far uh, declared him a uh, like a can't remember the exact term something is it a guardian champion yeah a no longer champion. a champion yeah yeah when she when she uh when she sent that uh, spirit to attack him and uh, claimed him as a, a disgraced champion like there we skip like what at ten? least ten. five six like 10 years or yeah, so maybe not they, ten, they, but they like say he got but they like they do mention that he got older so right and my i here's the other thing too i'm thinking of is we never really know his age i thought he was 45 at like around the end of the book or so i would um, think so then right? i thought he was like that's what i'd think because they mentioned he had like uh he was starting to gray and i was like well i mean he could be really old but then again like that man yeah swings from treetop to treetop <laughs> right i mean he's he's in killer shape i also think what it would be interesting is like i gotta think then is gonna who's who's is who's gonna be start like training the heirs like he's gotta be he trained farah he trained farah's number one heir i forget her name the one that died early on sata sata he saw that was heartbreaking the funeral sata's funeral and how farah came in and did this like extravagant thing and like used it to to essentially make her image appear stronger still um uh terrible but yeah so sata and farah were both trained by then um and like and and now so he he has the former queen the queen the queen's number one heir and the new queen so you got to think that he's going to be the one set up to to be training and 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 raising the next the next queen and I mean, I don't. I think. I mean, I think it's a possible. I think it's a possibility. But you also have to keep in in. in well, I think uh, Delani will probably just revoke his his disgraced champion title, anyways. But yeah. It also makes you wonder, like, is he going to accept the fact that he's not a disgraced champion anymore? Because keep in mind, he and Farah had a thing going on, and he cared right. about Farah. The fact that she. It's the fact that they don't dive into the effects that her death had on him and i think that was like what a day or so past right during that period well because it was yeah, like a so five-day grace period or something where all the spirits paused right yeah yep um which i also i feel like i find that concept really cool because that's just the idea that like people were like oh shit if the queen dies she loses control um let's try to maybe extend that sense of like uh don't kill anyone for a while please <laughs> yep yep totally um oh the other yes. thing i wanted to to mention is yep. that new queen in i think it's semo um I, yep. yeah, I have the the I one the, the one at um, the border yeah the one at the border yep so here's what i got scared of is uh farah was saying that she was having that owl um, spirit help her guard the borders because the queen was becoming ambitious. Right. That owl woman is dead. Mm-hmm. Delan, uh, Delani doesn't know of that. Right. So what's going on? Um, yeah, she doesn't know of what's going on in the border yet. And she doesn't know that the agreement made between the uh, the, the spirit and Flora. Okay. Um, and that raises an interesting question. Here's of, my theory here's my theory Mm -hmm. and i don't know if this is spoilers because it's it's just like a theory i have but i think that mariket you remember mariket yeah um who was who left i think mariket left went to seno and is now queen that's my theory and she's the ambitious queen that's coming after it and so delena is gonna have to face off against her old rival if you will 
But that because doesn't Jesus that make Christ, so much that sense? Makes, that makes sense, but that's also wait. Can they cross over into different territories? I don't know. I have no idea. I feel like there'd be like a nationality issue there or something, but I have no idea. That sounds so. Oh okay, my if God. I'm right oh, no. though, if I'm right though, if I'm right though, you have to come back on the podcast and we have to talk about it after we both read the next book. God, Jesus! Oh man! Oh no! Oh no! The thing and is, she, I that's... she and remember, she was the strongest, had the strongest affinity for the spirits than any of the other heirs. There was was leagues ahead. She had better control. She had better. She was leagues ahead. But, but she wasn't you like... have to also remember the fact that Hannah. You have to remember the fact that Hannah did say, like she she had ambition, and that's the terrifying part is that she only had that ambition. Right. And I don't even. I and I'm gonna be honest. If they were, if those two were ever to meet to meet in an encounter, Delaney would pro- would straight up die. Like I. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. She would straight up die, and yeah. I would be like, "Yeah, I think that's a character that makes sense." Right, because because um, it's a brute force thing. Like, um, Merrick had had the brute force affinity, whereas Delania Delania literally has to tell spirits to kill her to get them to do what they what what she wants, because she has to manipulate it in that way. That's something else I wanted to touch on is how cool Delania's like strategy was of like telling the Ermine spirit to play with her rather than trying to brute force command it. I thought that was brilliant. And and the fact that like because because of that like that was a big part of why in that final battle in the in the shrine or whatever she she was successful because the spirits weren't necessarily like noticing her as being a threat because she wasn't necessarily telling them to do things that they didn't want already to do. Um, she was just she was just redirecting that right. what they wanted to do into something else that would be useful. And then, I think that's the thing I really like that she didn't have um, she. She like we mentioned this before. She arguably is not the strongest person at, like, oh. at all in this oh, universe. The fact that, but she's the smartest, right? And that's what's interesting. That I, I honestly like. I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking that her powers wouldn't necessarily develop to the point where she could be queen in the first book, right? Um, but it makes sense because the book is titled Queen of Blood, right? Um, which by the way, I don't understand why it's called Queen of Blood. It was like, is the is the is she the Queen of Blood because of what happened? In I the, think. Um, well, I think there's two ways to interpret it. Either Farah is the queen of blood because she was making the blood packs with the owl spirit, or that Delania is the queen of blood because she became queen after all of the other heirs died and was the bloodiest ritual of all time. Dang. Right? Yeah, no, it is. Two way- yeah, it is two ways to interpret it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, but like with... Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Sorry. Um, her control. Yeah, her control aspect. I honestly was was kind of like rooting for the fact that she wouldn't, because like we we've all read Percy Jackson. None of us is gonna lie. Yeah. Um, we've all read Percy Jackson. We all know, like, we all thought it was wicked cool when Percy just immediately summoned a fucking tsunami right. in New York. And it's like funny. it's power fantasy it's trash. Cool, it's I guess. Power fantasy like, trash. It's how? It's <laughs> power fantasy trash. It's anime's number one tactic. We all love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 literally the equivalent of of like potato um, chips. and this is gonna basically yeah, yeah 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 it's like he that that shouldn't be possible he had I that's the other thing too is I can talk about Rick Riordan's writing store like writing styles for days yeah. in terms of like, I want to do a retrospective I want to do a retrospective at some point maybe through this podcast on the entire like blood like Heroes of Olympus and Percy Jackson series and just talk about the thing as a whole because um, I especially want to talk about the dynamic of switching from first person to third person between the series yeah. and uh, how I think that they, it worked really well, but that's, that's neither here nor, nor there. Um, continue. You yeah, know, uh, I was just going to say like, 
I, uh, I was just, the main thing I was going to point out is like giving them quests that they have to complete within like a week. That's not, no, they're, they're literally middle schoolers yeah. when his, when his mother got kidnapped. Don't give him that pressure. Yeah. Um, anyways, like that was that, like when he summoned a tsunami, that's like, okay, cool, buddy. But that's also impossible because you only found out about your powers in for a week, right. maybe less than that. And you just already know how to yeah. summon a tsunami. It was, it was interesting how, like, I think it's like almost similar to like My Hero Academia or other like superhero type things where it's like not necessarily that they're powerful because of a skill they've trained. They're just like innately talented from the get go. Um, yeah, no. And, and, and although that, that could work in some cases where like you can be innately talented, but you need to be able to apply that talent to actually be able to do something. Right. Um, that's like, that, that's interesting. But with, but with the, um, Delania is the fact that Delania, I, I don't know, someone will correct me. Um, but with her, it's the fact that she wasn't innately talented. And I think that like you mentioned this when Ven literally pointed out, if you had been strong, you would have been able to save the Oh, that was like, that's a, Oh my god. That's a huge blow. That, Especially since when you when she goes back to Grey Tree, mm-hmm. that's the same thought yep, she has yep. is that I'm not strong. I wasn't to strong enough to save people. Yeah. Okay. I honestly believe that that sentence, that line, then saying that in like what what was it was it wasn't even the first chapter. I think that was the prologue. Then going that was the prologue. Then going, if she was if she was strong enough to be queen, none of you none of none of these people would have died. If I think that that line, that sentence, fucking brilliant best line in the whole book it, it sold me on the book because it's, it's so good because it sets up the whole entire it's thing. heartbreaking and it, it sets it, up the whole entire thing up the premise. because then the book goes haha fuck you that's not true delania will be queen um again not because she's strong not because of any of those things but because she was smart enough to get out of there alive soul survivor i think what's gonna be really interesting in the second book is like let's talk about fucking survivor's guilt like what what was her what was the name of the girl who got while they went to gray tree and she she died from the six spirits she was the daughter of the housekeeper back at the academy or like the headmistress what was her name mari what uh mari 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 died mari yeah and delani was heartbroken sorry oh yeah no no i i think i i I was just remembering this It's, it's the fact that a she was able to I like the fact that she, besides like the fact that she doesn't have a huge like control of the spirits, but she has a better understanding of of knowing where they are. Yeah. that's like just something I find interesting. Like that it compensates cool. with something, yep. but not, not that much. And even um, just like, but with that, with that scene, for... sorry. Oh, I, I just met. I was just gonna comment quickly that even like her ability to like lead the others because she has a really good understanding of like how the spirits work and how they work with each other um, and like how to effectively use them. They all have the ability and she has the brains behind it, but go ahead. And, and I think that's the, what's terrifying about that scene in Gretchen when Mari dies is the fact that a, she, her first thought was, did you send spirits out? And they said, yeah, we did. They didn't find, they didn't find anything. And then after searching, she's like, okay, if they can't find her while she's breathing, tell them to look for bodies yep. and when they still couldn't find bodies she she thought back to um oh what was it again i think it was a wood spirits yep. and then she thought oh shit wait tell them to look for uh a like a like a wooden sphere right. and then that's how they found her body right. that's what's terrifying is that she even though in that moment when her friend was like was was functionally dead she still had those thoughts because it was the most logical progression right. if they couldn't find her while she was alive maybe it, they can find her yeah body. like the kind of nature of it and i'd like to point out too that 
Delania is actually the only person to survive those six spirits. Mm-hmm. Which, because she because, uh, ordered the air spirits to attack right, her. Exactly because she used the spirits against against themselves because she knew she couldn't control them, and it was only because Sota so, Sota and presumably, although we didn't get to see it, Mar Mari um, tried to um, essentially fight the spirits off and brute force them and get them to stop rather than using other spirits against it. Um, again, just just an example of the intelligence saving her. I just thought of something. Okay. Did so those spirits those spirits were being were targeting them for a reason, but it raises a question of who was controlling them at that time. Was it Flora who gave them the control, who who was like who was who wasn't relinquishing control, or was it the owl woman who was overriding the command? Hmm. Oh, that's a good oh because who done it? Because obviously because we because I would assume that um Taking control of a spirit is functionally just willpower. I mean, they've already they they've already shown that like multiple people can work together to control a spirit, and someone can possibly dampen someone else's control over it if they're not strong enough. Okay. So it makes sense that, at least in my head, it makes sense. It 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 feels like a like a pretty good leap to assume that one of those two had the control and they weren't letting go of the reins. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. That's that's an interesting point to bring up. Hello, everybody. This is Riley jumping in here to give a shout out to my guest today, Ruben, who has his own podcast called The Archives. The Archives is an actual play podcast where five friends play different RPG systems and collectively lose their brain cells and have a fun time. I personally love this podcast and am anxiously awaiting the next episode at the moment. Um, I definitely recommend you go check it out, and the link to the podcast will be here in the description of this episode. I also want to plug some social media. On Instagram, you can follow me at Socially Starved Extrovert, where I post story spotlights almost every other day, talking about different stories that I've been reading, watching, whatever the case may be, that I want to talk about. Some of those stories very well may be on the next episode of the podcast so if you're looking for a bit of a sneak preview that's a great place to go again go check out the archives here on spotify and socially starved extrovert on instagram now back to the episode we do have like five minutes left and i did kind of want to get to jujitsu kaisen because i watched the first episode and i figured we should talk about that <laughs> so um i have a clip too of ruben convincing me to watch jujitsu kaisen and talking a little bit about that because that's a show that he's been watching so i'll probably play that or or fit that in somewhere here I'd love to hear. Tell me about Jujutsu Kaisen. I, I want to check that out. I heard, I've heard it's really good. I heard the animation is amazing. The animation is so good. Um, mm -hmm. it's, what's funny is, so it's made by the um, same studio who's actually animating Attack on Titan right now. Um, studio okay. And, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, um, and at least from where I can pick up on the, on, on the story, it's, it's basically the... Um, uh, Oh man, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to, how to explain it. So, imagine a uh, a version of Harry Potter, except uh, the magic makes slightly a little bit more sense sometimes. Okay, um, so it's like a harder magic system. It's it's more it's more like it's. I'd say it's a softer magic system. The idea the um the uh idea is that there are curses in the world and there's a uh there are uh sorcerers jujutsu, jujutsu sorcerers who essentially um exist to just rid the world of curses um okay. and the way the story starts is a um is a man who i cannot remember his name because i can't remember most of their names except for the one that wears a mask mm -hmm. uh, 
it's always a fun time. But yep. the main character, uh, the thing I like about him is the fact that he um, he seems like he's that stereotypical uh, Naruto. I'm going to be the greatest Akage, and then keeps on saying that for 16 seasons straight, and you start to wonder what the fuck. <laughs> um, again, showing my personal gripes against specific anime, but yep. um, the thing I like about him is the fact that like a, a lot of the um, of the plot at least. Uh, pertaining to him and some of his actions and motivations um, are the fact that like he um, he essentially wants to try and and protect um, at least the people who care about which who doesn't but um, it's reinforced by the fact that his grandfather basically died with no one around him okay um, and that he, like his grandfather's only wish was like hey um, just be like get to know people because i the last thing i want you to do is to have a sad life which hit hard (laughs) um but then it goes from like this um like really sad oh the grandpa just died to this boy wants to protect his friends too um by the way there's like someone hunting him down who has a who's a special grade curse who um apparently like is able to um transfigure people um and then it dives into the the then it dives into exploring the different characters so there's this guy who um i think my favorite right now actually is uh kenzo anonymy who um is i think one of the most powerful sorcerers at the moment um but the the reason i like him so much is because uh he essentially acts like a mentor figure to the main character but he also um but his his character motivation is the fact that he he only works as a jujitsu sorcerer to help others with like their um, with their smallest like problems or curses. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It just it it. I like I like the animation first yep. of all. I like where the story is going right now. Okay. Um, especially with I'm not going to spoil a lot of it right. because um, there are some sad <laughs> there's a sad moment I actually absolutely fucking hate so much. Yep. Yep. Because they killed the most tragic. They killed the most tragic character, and I was like, "Why did you do that? <laughs> like episode twelve? Why did you?" Do that? <laughs> but I watched episode one, and here are my uh-huh. thoughts. First off, monster design on point. Holy shit! Yeah. Secondly, um, why the hell would he eat the fucking finger? <laughs> I don't. That's honestly been in my mind ever since uh, the second uh, season, because here's the thing: is the okay, he didn't need to, but he was like, you know, the only way I'm going to survive, like, I'm the only way I'm going to survive this is by having something that can infect that could functionally kill this right. curse, and the only way to do that is by having a curse right. of my own. There's Which a finger. Might as well take yep. the chance. And like, think about but it too, because like. He just he just wants to have fun and do his thing like and save his friends and so like there was like at first I was like there's no way he would ever do that like he he is he's a will to live beyond that but like no like his grandfather just like it makes a lot of sense it still breaks my brain a little bit I what I find hilarious is Megumi's like the the worst outcome isn't the fact that he can die it's the fact that Sekuna will will be right. back and I'm like buddy you just know it was like what a one in a million chance a one in a million chance uh-huh. that, like, possessed. and i love how the guy is so like oh okay dumbass he's gonna die now and then he's like unless and then he transforms and it's like uh-oh 
And I thought what was really interesting too is in a complete in complete contrast to Queen of Blood, our protagonist in Jujutsu Kaisen is already established as just being athletically superior to everyone around him. Um, and just naturally talented. Like he doesn't work for it. He's just weirdly strong, fast, all of those things. Well, I think that also lends to the fact that I mean, this is probably going to be explained in some enemy bullshit way, but like they're going to explain the idea of cursed energy and cursed techniques at some point if you continue watching. Right. Um, and it's not it's not unlikely to assume that because normal people have been known to become Jujutsu sorcerers, right. um, at least in that universe. So it makes sense that maybe he just was born for an influx of it and then eating the like, finger. Further I, now that you mentioned it, you know, but now that you mentioned that, kind of just makes my brain rack a little bit. Um, you know, it gets wilder as yeah. the show goes. Yeah, I'll have to me. watch Especially more, once but, you meet, uh, but just from episode one, I was already like, okay, yeah. this is kind of sick. I love the production value too; like, it's really good. I've been watching Darling in the Franks, which, like, one of the, which is like, kind of universally. I'm not gonna get into it because there's a whole rant behind that, and we don't have time. But it's it's I'm, yeah, I'm I with anime. Like, I'm willing to watch a show almost just if it has good production value because it's pretty to look at especially because like i tend to watch these shows like while i'm like doing a run on the treadmill or something and so like it's okay to just kind of let my mind just like ooh, pretty <laughs> rather than like really get, delve into it um and jujitsu kaisen like the designs are all super solid and the way the way that like the different eyes like you can tell who's talking when when like his body's getting taken like that was really really cool I think once you get a little bit more into the the first season, at least, especially with some of the characters introduced, it's so it's okay. so good. You um, second episode with Gojo um, will make you will leave you screaming because of a certain line okay. he says. Um, also, I think Megumi at this point is probably my favorite, and not because of his character growth, but the fact that he has dogs. Dogs are sick. <laughs> yeah. That's literally the only reason. It's like, you give me a dog. Yeah, I'm excited. Favorite. I'm very excited. Okay. All right, Ruben. Well, thank you so much for, for, for being on with me tonight. I know you need to get going pretty soon here, so I won't keep you for too much longer. Uh, but I really appreciate it. No problemo. I am, I'm hoping we can band about Dog and the Friends uh, when, once you have enough time to yep. I'd love to talk about Dog and the Franks. I'd also love to at some point talk about Anahana because when I finish that, I'm going to be a balling mess um so so we'll see we'll definitely have some further conversation but thank you so much ruben um thank you so much for listening um i'll definitely have some notes in the in the in the description here so that people know when to skip around to avoid spoilers um but i'll see you another time all righty bye bye